So welcome aboard everyone to the Football Weekly Podcast. We still have one night to go in the international break after which the players return back to their respective clubs as we are set to conclude the top five domestic leagues in Europe. We're going to talk about the futures of Sergio Conaguero and Erling Holland, as the latter is being very much scouted by every single top club in Europe. There is a big news, by the way, in Munich, as Robert Lewandowski has been sidelined for four weeks, which means that Bayern Munich are in a hell of a trouble right now going into the, the month of April. So the Bavarian club yesterday reported that Robert Lewandowski suffered a knee ligament injury in the Poland Andorra game which was played on Saturday and he's going to be sidelined for four weeks which means it's going to take a huge hit on their hopes to not only re- not only retain the Champions League but also uh, keep an eye on the Bundesliga title race because they're going to face some big games coming up and you know, Robert Lewandowski, I mean, he's been the he's been the star man for Bayern Munich since the last three or four years, more so in the last two years. I mean, this season and the last season, I mean, he's been on fire with uh, 35 goals this season. And, you know, you, you can actually not imagine Robert Lewandowski, or should I say Bayern Munich, without uh, Robert Lewandowski. And, you know, to hell with Bayern Munich, I mean... Poland, they they are in a trouble because they're going to face England at the Wembley Stadium today, and well, they're cooked because they're without Matthias Klick, they're without without Kirchowiak, and now they're without uh, without their star man Robert Lewandowski. Yeah, there is Arkadiusz Milik and all the other guys, but you know you you need a presence in there because that team, that Polish team, is so tight and they're so solid. They're good at. They're good going forward, but they need their star man. They're, the team is built around Robert Lewandowski, and it functions in a way such as to provide everything which is going through that team to the number nine. And I think it's going to take a huge hit, not just for Bayern Munich, but also for Poland, because, again, this group is going to be much like a win-or-die situation, because you don't want to get, get into that playoff where you have four four out of the six teams which are runners up and they go to the they they go to the World Cup and they play for playoffs or something like that. But you know it's gonna take a huge hit for Poland as well because England they played San Marino and the other team I don't remember but you know they have been decent. They have not really looked a world apart but they've looked a lot solid. They've they've done their homework, they've They've been good, and I, I mean, I, I fancy them going out of this group, but you know, not actually winning the winning the entire thing on their own. But yeah, you know, it's going to be much of a much of a stretch to say at the least. But uh, uh, Poland are cooked as well. If you talk about Bayern Munich, I mean, they've got a huge schedule coming up. I mean, they've got to play Leipzig away at the Red Bull Arena. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a topic to actually covering the next podcast after the weekend but uh, you know they have got players in there but they haven't really uh, signed a backup for Robert Lewandowski which is a problem I mean you, you can't actually understand that because even if they wanted to there are not many players who would actually agree, agree to come to uh, the Bavarian capital because uh, you know, Rob Lewandowski, he's like a machine, he's a beast. I mean, he is so good 
on the playing field, but his physique is second to none. I mean, he's he hardly gets injured. I mean, that's something which we have really epitomized or actually really seen a lot with Messi and Ronaldo. But this guy, he's again, he, he's of that mold. He's he's really injured. Uh, he, he's rarely injured, and I'm I'm thinking about. Bayern Munich going to the Red Bull Arena. I mean, Hansi Flick hasn't really beaten uh, beaten RB Leipzig since his since he's been the manager of uh, of Bayern Munich. I mean, he's, that's the only team he's failed to beat right now. So, you know, this this might really be a tricky tie for them because uh, it's just what now four points the difference. I mean it. Bayern Munich are on 61 and Leipzig are on 67 on 57 and that could really just mean that the lead instead of swelling might just shrink a lot I mean if 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 this game ends in the favor of Bayern Munich I think the title race is done but if if Leipzig avoid a defeat or if at all they win I, I think they could win this game because they drew 3-3 at uh, the Allianz Arena so there's a there's a whole world of possibility because the head-to-head. -head, I'm I'm not so sure if Bundesliga holds the rule of the head-to-head -head or the goal difference. I think if it is the head-to-head, -head, then you know Leipzig are really ahead in this because they have the three of eight goals, and if they avoid defeat, I I, I don't think it's going to be three-three again. So you know it it might just come down to it. And if you look at how Leipzig set up. They will be deep. Uh, so as I said, they have players who can defend deep. They can defend well. They have Ibrahim Konate, for that matter. Uh, there is Lucas Klosterman. There is uh, the likes of that Daupe Meccano who's going to sign for for Bayern Munich. Is reportedly agreed terms with them. Uh, Bayern Munich also released an article on their website. So you know it's pretty clear that he's going to join them in the summer. But all we know. Uh, Everything that we've learned this season from Bayern Munich is that they can't be trusted defensively because, you know, David Alaba has been the consistent defender and, well, he has he himself has had some problems defending this season. So that shows that they aren't in a good space at this mm -hmm. point in time. And actually, you know, going forward, I I I think Leroy Sané. I'm, I'm, I'm really questioning myself is he is he in the right state of mind because he doesn't he does not seem the, the seem the Sane that we saw in Manchester City 2 years ago when they won the title by just pipping uh, uh, Liverpool by one point and you know it it looks to me that uh, a lot of uh, a lot of weight will be carried on by Gnabry uh, he's he's been a tremendous he's he's been a tremendous player for Bayern Munich. That's been a tremendous story of Serge Gnabry playing for Arsenal and going to West Bromwich Albion on loan and everything that's happened after that. You know, it's it's been a resurgence uh, for for that matter. And you know, a lot really depends on the shoulders of, uh, uh, or should I say, is on the shoulders of uh, Thomas Muller because he's going to be the leader again he is obviously the leader but this time around more responsibility lies on his shoulders because there is no Robert Lewandowski so how are they going to cope without him I've really got no answers I think they they might use the likes of 
I, I think they they are better off when they're not playing one out of Gnabry, Coman and Sane. I think that's going to be the case. You know what? I, I really don't. I, I really don't believe in that. In that philosophy of just playing, just playing Eric Maxim Chupemoting. I mean, he's not the kind of a guy you'll really trust at. At least for a game like this, the magnitude of the game is so high. I mean, this is going to be complete catastrophe if that doesn't work out. There is Douglas Costa who can play on that right hand side. Um, it could be a, it could be a band aid sort of thing on that, on the wound right now for Bayern Munich and Gnabry could play up front, or for that matter, Sonic could play up front with one of those two slotting on that right hand side because there's nothing problem you know they can play on both the wings but there is not only RB Leipzig there are a lot of good teams that they have to play in April or should I say in 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 this uh, in this window of uh, of Lewandowski's injury because then they, they have to play the two games against Paris Saint-Germain uh, the first game being at the Allianz Arena, I think they would expect a result in their favour. So I'm thinking more by the lines of how are they going to cope without Lewandowski? Should I say, you know, they might just get just get exposed because he's the guy who's really putting the balls in the back of the net. This season, I mean, Nabry has been injured. Some of the other times, Coman has been inconsistent. So is with Sane. Coman hasn't really got a lot of opportunities, but yeah, you know, he's been injured here and there. I, I, I see. Again, I, I predicted that Paris Saint-Germain are going to go through in this draw, but I think right now that this might just give them a a reality check, and they might just want to be composed at the back and just and just hope that you know they might not get hit on the counter attack because the high line that they adopt it is very much mouth watering for the likes of Kylian Mbappe or, or even Neymar I mean we have to look about Neymar because his his match fit, his match fitness is going to be a big big question mark because he's he's in playing for what now one one and a half month He's he's had this two weeks rest in the international break. He's 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 uh, trained with the South American guys in the Paris Saint Germain camp this entire time. He's been uh, he's been more or less involved with uh, a lot of uh, practice, which would allow him to be fit in, to play in that game against Lille on the on the on the weekend at the Parc des Princes in the Liga, which is again a top of the table clash in France. But uh, you know they they don't have their own stalwarts. You know Marquinhos is not going to be playing. There is not going to be uh, uh, Leandro Paredes who had a stellar game at the new camp against Barcelona. So you know we'll have to see how this pans out. But I think Bayern Munich are really going to miss uh, Robert Lewandowski. And yeah, you know not just uh, Paris Saint Germain or RB Leipzig. They're going to play better teams again they're going to play Wolfsburg who are a fantastic side they're currently what third I guess third or fourth I really don't remember I think the third yeah I think the third with uh, and with uh, 
they they gonna also with Eintracht and Frankfurt playing fourth, and then they're also gonna play uh, Bayer Leverkusen. So that's Paris Saint Germain twice, uh, Leverkusen, Leipzig and Wolfsburg. Leipzig and Wolfsburg are all the, all away. Uh, they're gonna play one game away and one game at home against Paris Saint Germain because that's the rule of uh, the Champions League. They're gonna play at home against Bayer Leverkusen. So. You know that again is going to be a test. I mean, you can't actually trust that defense of Bayern Munich because you saw them playing absolutely. I mean, you you saw that we all saw them stink after that win in 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 Doha when they triumphed in that Club World Cup. Uh, they absolutely capitulated at home. I mean, they uh, really they came back really well with flying colors against Armenia Bielefeld, but. You don't be three nil down as a treble winning club in Europe to a to a team like Armenia Bielefeld who just come out from the second division. So you know there there are things that are going to be questioned about Bayern Munich. I think there are things that are going to be exposed about Bayern Munich, and that's something that I'm really really looking forward to. So that's what I will actually. Think I think they should be going with someone like a Douglas Costa playing on that right hand side, with Muller in the middle. There is uh, with Sane playing on that left hand side and Gnabry playing up front. So that would be my top four. Uh, I mean they could do well with uh, playing another midfielder in that midfield three with Corentin Tolisso also being available. Uh, but again, that's a that's a completely different argument. I mean, they could also play someone like a David Alaba in the midfield, and 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 think of uh, playing, uh, you know, someone like a Nicolas Sula alongside Jerome Boateng. I mean, that could look absurd against Bayern against Paris Saint Germain because that that attack of Paris Saint Germain could completely eat them up. Uh, again, some other options maybe play Alfonso Davies up front in the attacking in a very attacking role in that front four and play Lucas Hernandez as the left back I mean that's an option again but you know it's up to Hansi Flick and I I'm very I'm really looking forward to 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 actually see what he adopts come that game against Leipzig so the news broke on Monday that uh, Sergio Aguero will be leaving Manchester City at the end of this season on a free as the, as his contract expires at the end of this season. Uh, he will be a free agent so you know there there be there will be a lot of clubs interested in getting his signature because he's he's a good striker, he's a good thinker, he's a good footballer but he's not been helped by a lot of injuries and that might be the reason that he, that Pep Guardiola and the Manchester City uh, support staff, the coaching staff or the boardroom members have decided against uh, renewing him for two or three more seasons but he's still a decent footballer barring injuries so you know it, it has been quite the ride for Sergio Aguero. He's been the city. He's been a Premier League legend. Not mind. Never mind a City legend. He's been one of the best strikers that uh, Manchester has seen. The best striker that that the Premier League has seen actually, because he's had so many goals in the Premier League. I mean, he he always used to have the knack of getting injured, but he 
but he still used to get 20 goals every season, so that was pretty impressive. Uh, uh, yeah, again, you know, he, it was his goal that transformed the fortunes of Manchester City. You know, he that goal that Aguero shot from uh, Martin Tyler, that brilliant catchphrase by Peter Drury on that goal against QPR. You know, it was it 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 was brilliant. You know, complete complete ecstasy for Manchester City fans. A, a, an, an emotional moment, actually. The project, uh, it it was given a proper direction after that goal. The first title that they won after 40, 40 44 years or something. I don't really remember, but uh, yeah, again, it, it it was a moment that uh, will not be forgotten for a long time now. And as I said, you know, he is Manchester City legend. He's going to be missed. Uh, you know, they, they're doing well right now without a number nine, a proper number nine. You know, that, that video got viral after that game against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, that uh, the players weren't passing Aguero enough. You know, he complained it to a, to, to a player or to a support staff member uh, after that game that the player, that the that 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 the guys were passing him a lot the ball and it was really really disheartening to look at it but uh, yeah you know he's been he's been one of the, my favorite players in the premier league i i have really covered a lot of premier league action since the last decade i mean he's he's one of the guys i mean if you if you try and put up a premier league best 11 i mean there are very few that could actually challenge him to that spot at the number nine position i mean uh jamie vardy i mean you you'd prefer proper aguero than a proper jamie proper or should i say a fit jamie vardy and i would say you could actually see harry kane being the second best in that conversation as well if we include aguero so i think he's been the best striker maybe robin van persie but yeah again i don't think so uh there have there ha, there have been very good strikers in the Premier League, but none closer to Kunagvero in the last decade. So, you know, I, I really personally didn't like a lot of Manchester City because, you know, I I really didn't actually support a lot of Manchester City. Should I say like that? Because, uh, you know, uh, you know, it really didn't really didn't look good at me. You know, uh, but that's all for me. You know. Again, Kunagvero is a complete legend at the club, and can still solve a lot of problems from the other clubs. I mean, he's on a free. I mean, he's thirty-two, so he'll not demand astronomical wages. I'm thinking that he could really be helpful for a club like Barcelona. I mean, you know, he could be a possible way to keep Lionel Messi at the club as well. So. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out because I want to see uh, Aguero playing in Europe. In Europe, I mean, there is a fair argument that he might return to Argentina to play for uh, some bigger clubs. Like he, he might play for River Plate. He might play for Boca Juniors. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's someone who's who's been really admired a lot in the Argentinian nation as well. Uh, he's been admired a lot in Europe as well. He's one of the deadliest strikers that you would ever come across. Uh, he's the top goal scorer among the foreigners in the Premier League as well. So a lot of records uh, are, are with him. Uh, he's, he's a four-time Premier League champion. Uh, 
as I said, he can he can he can make a lot of teams better. I mean, he could he could find himself a home in the in in the La Liga, not just Barcelona, but I guess uh, some of the lower teams. I mean, it's not necessary that you play uh, Champions League when you're not fit. I mean, Barcelona would be a really good. Uh, I mean, I mean, Barcelona would be a shoe in to him because there might be guys who would be playing for him to get the ball towards him because he's such a clinical finisher in front of goal. Uh, he could go to somewhere in Italy because he's been to he's been to Spain. He's been a former Atletico Madrid player, so he's been to Spain. But I, I think he might just join Barcelona. That's my guess. But when you've got Sergio Aguero leaving, then you've got to fill a void. You've got to fill the shoes of Sergio Aguero, and you can't do it with Gabriel Jesus. There has to be a proper plan in place. And that plan might just include Erling Haaland because uh, it was Friday, I guess, when uh, Borussia Dortmund was... A lot of guys from Borussia Dortmund actually reported that uh, to uh, to actually get the services of Erling Haaland next season, the club, the, the interested club, will have to play 180 million euros. I mean, in a pandemic? you you, you got to be kidding me because... There are just two clubs who can do that. I mean, it's Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain, all to a certain extent Manchester United, because they've made huge profits in this pandemic as well. I don't know how, but they've done it. I mean, I mean the Glazers are uh, Glazers are famous doing it. The Glazers are, are well, well known for doing uh, profits a lot in 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 the uh, recent past. So, you know. Manchester United doesn't look like a destination to me. I think it's uh, more likely to be between Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain, I don't think it's going to be a option for him because he's kind of getting into that groove or kind of getting into that uh, trap of creating a rivalry with Kylian Mbappe, which really does not look good at right now because, yeah, it... it, it it gives a picture like they're both competing with each other, but you know what? They they it, it's it's mental right now at this age. You know, just focus on football right now, Erling. So that, that's my message to him. <laughs> but who am I to say? I mean, he's he's scoring goals for fun in the Bundesliga, but you know, 180 million is too much. I mean, for Manchester City, he's, he's going to be again a shoe in straight in that position because they've got all the players who're going to play for him. They're going to play for Erling Haaland. I mean, Erling Haaland looks quite more the realistic option than than signing Lionel Messi right now for Manchester City. And that's something that I will that, that I will stress upon because they need a guy who could bang in the goals day in, day out. I mean, he's, Pep Guardiola is doing well with playing guys like Gundogan and... Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva and Phil Foden and actually asking them to come up with the goods, come up with the goals as well. So, you know, it's it's something that I would suggest should be happening. But if you look at Erling Haaland, I mean, he, he, was, he was completely distraught when that final whistle blew up uh, in that game against Cologne last weekend. Uh, where Borussia Dortmund was away at Cologne, as I said, and uh, it it ended in a two-two draw where Erling Haaland scored a brace, and you know, it's it's it it, it 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 was mental. I mean, he stormed out of the pitch, he threw his jersey towards a Cologne player, which 
was not really good to see and you know he stormed out of the pitch and there I thought that there must be some responsibility taken by the uh, by by the uh, senior players in the Borussia Dortmund team you know there's Hummels there is Marco Royce there is Emery Chan you know so many veteran players Thomas Muni as well you know there must be some responsibility taken but that alone I think he must not rush to make a move at a bigger club because that isn't going to hinder his uh, his progress. I mean, he's still a young guy. He can learn his trade very well at uh, Borussia Dortmund. I mean, you look at how things managed, things happened for uh, Cristiano Ronaldo while he was in while he was in Manchester United. He did Real Madrid offered him to come. Uh, the season after he won the Champions League with Manchester United in Moscow and he and and Sir Alex Ferguson just rejected that offer and he said you know what he'll stay with us for yet another year and then he'll try and sign to the Spanish Giants and he did really well after that well after he came to Real Madrid I mean that was that was there to be seen for everyone but yeah you know uh, that's something that really did not stop his development. I mean, there is a fair argument that Borussia Dortmund might not make it to the uh, make it to the top four of the Bundesliga, but uh, you know it's not all doom and gloom. I mean, you could actually prove it to everyone that you're still in that race. You're still in that uh, in that category of that top four because they've considerably dropped a lot. They have a big game coming up at the weekend against Eintracht Frankfurt, which is not going to be a big game, which is not going to be an easy game, but a big game which actually would shape things up for the top four race. As uh, you know, you know it's it, it's it's going to be a proper proper test for uh, guys like uh, Erling Holland to actually. Uh, Prove their metal. I mean, Matt Hummels and everyone. Matt Hummels looked very good at the start of the season. God knows what's happened to him. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, he, he looks into the bright side of this because I think Borussia Dortmund are very good in uh, developing youngsters. And one season of not playing Champions League is not going to hurt his progress or do anything harm to him. So that's what I think of him. Yeah, again. If if he joins Manchester City, it's going to be big. It's going to be huge. Uh, but again, if he stays at Borussia Dortmund, it's going to be good again because next season you've got a better manager coming in in Marco Rosa from Mönchengladbach. I mean, they haven't done really well lately because they dropped out of the Champions League. I mean, that was inevitable right now because they were playing Manchester City and then uh, they're tenth in the Bundesliga table. So you know, not much to not much to be really optimistic about so you know there it is it it just might not be the best season for Munchen Gladbach at this uh, since uh, Marco Rosa announced that he's, he's he's moving to Borussia Dortmund so you know that's how it is so that's it with the pod today uh, we are done with today's this week's ep- with, with this week's episode we'll meet at the weekend we've got five big games coming uh, in the in the weekend on Saturday in the in the Liga we have a Lille against Paris Saint Germain in the Parc des Princes we've got uh, Antoine Frankfurt against Borussia Dortmund we've got Leipzig against Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga we've got two big games in the Premier League uh, which have uh, Manchester City against Leicester and uh, 
Arsenal against Liverpool at the Emirates Stadium as well. So, you know, it's going to be a pack house. Apart from that, the teams playing in the Champions League, we have Porto doing whatever they do in the in the Portuguese league. I mean, with all due respect, I mean, I'm not that much covering the Portuguese league as of late. Uh, we've got uh, Abar against uh, Real Madrid. We've got uh, uh, Chelsea playing against the West Bromwich Open, which is going to be a decent game for them. I think Thomas Tuchel would really polish his cards for that game against Porto in the, in, in the midweek in the Champions League. So that's it for me today. Uh, we'll meet after the weekend to uh, re to actually review some of the games which uh, might have a significant impact in the midweek in the Champions League as well. Before going, I would like to actually thank all the listeners of my podcast. I mean, I'm really glad that uh, you guys are actually make up your time uh, to listen to my podcast, listen to whatever I say. So I would like to actually ask you for a favour because I, I really don't like this because I don't I don't like to have I, I don't like to ask anyone to have my attention but you know if anyone if if you really like what I actually talk about can you please send it or just make it viral or make it public to your friends or someone you are close to so that this, this this podcast spreads up because that would be a real help to me and you know if there are some questions or some queries or you want to join me in this podcast I mean I would be really glad if someone could I mean just I'm just talking alone so you know that's not a compulsion but if you could you can text me or message or should I say you can message me on my Instagram handle which is double underscore followed by a mayuresh dot m followed by again a double underscore which is mayuresh is spelled as m a y u r e s h dot m and then an underscore so it is again i'm repeating my instagram handle it is underscore underscore m a y u r e s h dot m underscore underscore so that's what uh, that's what i want to talk about but yeah if you really like what I actually talk about here so do share it with your friends do actually uh, uh, talk about my podcast with your with with your mates who would love to discuss football with I I would really be glad about it and again any queries you can DM me on my Instagram and and to actually uh, tell me tell tell everyone something about myself I uh, you know, I'm I'm a student right now. I'm 19 years of age. I'm currently in the field of information technology, and and I'm pursuing that field. I'm in the second year of doing it. Next year is going to be my final, and I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this podcast for some kind of uh, some kind of need. Actually, I'm I'm doing it. I'm I'm not in need of money or something, but I just need I I I, I just need a lot of people to listen to me. I mean. I'm really fond to doing that. I love to talk. I love to talk about things that really, really matter to me. Some things that I really love, and football is one of them. So, you know, I really uh, want it to grow. Uh, but again, it's not about money or something. It's just that I love to talk about football, and I love to do this podcast as well. So, you know, if you could help me in spreading it, I I'll, I'll be really glad. I will. I'll be really really happy if someone did it. Uh, a lot of uh, the other guys did it you know that's all from me today you know 
Thank you as always. Look after yourself and, you know, ciao, goodbye.